0: On this week's episode of Gambling Feud, we bring on our very dear friend Alex Long to talk games and various other teams as well. We do, as always, our five-minute headlines and one of the more passionate mic drops from both DJ and myself that you will hear all year long. So be sure to tune in and listen to that. But before we get started, we want to remind everyone that the Gambling Feud podcast and the Coda Sports Gaming Network are sponsored by the Bet Sports Sportsbook. The Bet Coda Sportsbook is a South Dakota-owned and operated sportsbook located in the Midnight Star Casino in Deadwood, South Dakota, serving customers in the state. As you enter the Midnight Star, you are swept into the past with the grand staircase, stunning woodwork, and the elegance of the chandelier. They offer the best lines in Deadwood, so stop by and mention the Coda Sports Gambling Network to receive a free Bet Coda t-shirt. Play responsibly. You must be 21 years or older to wager. If you have gambling problems or concerns, call 1-800-522-4700. Locked and loaded. Let's have a show.
1: Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling feud. Partner with Cota Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets. Hitting Hittin checks. Making Hittin 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 necks. Making next. Right bet. Let's some bets. Locks on. Locks on. Locks on. Locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, knocking like my pacer. Doing it major, L.A. Lakers. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, knocking my pacer. Doing it major, L.A. Lakers. Welcome
0: everyone to the Gambling Feud podcast presented by the Coda Sports Gambling Network. We are on episode 69. Nice. We have a lot of show ahead. Great guests coming on. Let's get started. My name is Kyle Comas. You can find me on Twitter at CodaCapperKyle and joining me for 69 episodes is my cousin and co-host. You can find him on Twitter at Low 4422 DJ Looch. DJ, how we doing today?
2: I'm alive, Kyle, which is the new standard I've set. As long as you're alive, life is good. Um, Yeah, we got – I mean, we're we're getting to what I call the pinnacle of kind of the sports season. We have a lot going on. A lot of new sports are about to start, like the NHL and the NBA. You know, football is getting into the heat of the season, both college and uh, NFL. I mean, we're just – we're at a point where there's going to be a game on every night, uh, you know, baseball playoffs to start. I mean, it's just – where this is a great time. The weather's starting to get cold, which is the only downside. But how are you doing this week, Kyle?
0: You know we're not we're not doing too bad. had a little uh nice little weekend. I finished plus nine units in the weekend for college football. so that was a good good little weekend I had uh, I had there and um, yeah, no, like you said, i I'm the type of better. like some people are like, I'm gonna just bet like one sport and stuff like that. I like to diversify a little bit. So we're getting to that point of this year where I I like what I got. You can bet college football, NFL, college basketball starting in November, Um, NBA starting in November, like you said. If you're into soccer and you want to start betting soccer, we got World Cup starting at the end of November, NHL season starting in October. I mean, we got, like you said, DJ, we're we're at the point of the year where you got so many different options to bet on. Uh, MLB playoffs have to be starting here fairly soon. So yeah, I'm I'm loving it, but yeah, betting wise, doing pretty good.
2: Yep. Oh yeah, those always feel good. You always got a little more pep in your step. It's like when you go undefeated in fantasy, you just you just walking on water. Uh, it's really the highs and low of gambling, and you're on the high right now. So enjoy the moment.
0: Ab- absolutely. And I had a I had a good week in uh, fantasy football. I don't know if you saw or not, but I think I had about 170 points in our fantasy football league. I beat Lucas Parker, who was two and zero. Uh, our intro song guy. Shout out to him. So yes, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: I'm I'm bad in that league. My team sucks. I called it on the day of the draft that my team sucks. Um, I'm in a couple other leagues that are a higher entry fee, so I've been uh, kind of converting or diluting my uh, interest towards those leagues uh, and kind of put that other one on the back burner. I mean, I'm still like setting lineups and trying, but I'm not trying as hard if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I got second place last year, won it the year before. Then they bring in the big dog, Kyle, to come slay the king. Uh, so <laughs> me and Jacob had a – me and Faye JT had a hell of a, a piss poor for performance. We had – I think he had, what, like 85 and I had 85.6 or something. Like it was the grossest fantasy. I said – I told him we both should get a loss. Like I was kind of hoping we tied so that we could both lose because neither of us deserved to win. Right. Um, but, yeah, it will be interesting. I think we already played once and you demolished me. My team's, like I said, trash.
0: Yeah, I lost. Uh, I lost your cousin week one. I lost to Alex Luch week one. But yeah, I was, I was, a, I was a, a late, a late, late add to this league, but I'm glad I'm in it. It's a good, good league with a good group of guys.
2: Oh yeah, it's fun time, fun time for sure. Any, any chance you get to dominate soup and anything, it's just, it's always <laughs> awesome.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. But all right, DJ, well we got um. We got a really good guest coming on here later on. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's let's start the show as always with five minute headlines. So five minute headlines. Uh, We're going to talk about as many uh, different topics as we can in a five minute time period. If we run out of time, we might just really quick run through them. But we got four very interesting topics that we're going to discuss here really quick. So um, uh, I'll get a timer started for us. If you're ready, we will start the timer in three, two, one. All right, D, just the NFL just announced that they're going away with the Pro Bowl and they're replacing it with a week-long skills competition and flag football contest the week before the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on this?
2: I mean, the Pro Bowl was kind of a joke. So, and I get it. Like, there's no need to take those hits. I kind of like the idea of a week-long skills con- competition, depending on what it is. You know, it's it's the, the NHL skills competition is always really cool. The NBA won. I don't know, kind of a joke, but – um, so it kind of depends how they do it. Uh, you know, if they have like field goal kickers trying to kick long field goals and, um, you know, uh, quarterbacks trying to see how far they can throw. And I don't know exactly what the, you know, the contest will consist of, but I think it could be fun. And as the current uh, flag football player myself, um, I, I that's basically what they're doing now. I mean, they're basically playing two hand touch. Uh, grabbing flags is very difficult. I've been on I've been on a bad streak. I, I can't grab flags right now. I don't know what it is. Um, I jammed my thumb grabbing one, and it's ever since then it's just messed me up. But um, yeah, it, it's it's something, you know. At least they're trying to do something, I guess. Long story short, uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts?
0: No, I'm exactly right there with the Pro Bowl just always been a joke, and they, you know, you can't tackle, you can't like uh send pressure or anything like that. It's just it's gotten to a point where they're trying to make it better, and I appreciate that. They used to do skills contests back in the day. I remember they used to do like a throwing contest and be like. You know, Tom Brady, Matt Hasselback, guys like that would always go and compete and stuff like that. That's going to be interesting. And they still do stuff like that. You know, they do like a, a skills contest, NFC versus AFC, and then they do like a dodgeball tournament and stuff like that. I think it's going to be kind of the same thing, but just a little bit different stuff. And then flag football, like I said, it'll be, it'll be interesting. But basically, like you said, the Pro Bowl right now is kind of flag football.
2: Yeah, it's virtually two-hand touch. And I think that's easier than f- grabbing. Grabbing flags can be difficult, um, but... I don't know. Like they're doing something. Like I said, so it's it's step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, for but sure.
2: Speaking of football, Cooper Rush remains to be the undisputed champion, the goat. He's three and zero with his with getting the next win over the Giants uh, on Monday. Uh, is this guy either a the best quarterback in the NFL, b our best backup quarterback in the NFL? B, a potential starter somewhere else when Dak comes back. Or C, better than Dak. Like, I mean, he's 3-0. and he, He's uh, he's doing something right, and Dak has not been able to do that. Uh, Yeah, thoughts on Cooper Rush the GOAT?
0: Uh, I knew Cooper Rush was going to be good the whole time.
2: <laughs> Spot on. Right, then you got an eye for talent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, No, I I don't think anything of it. We have QBs who come in all the time and just light it up for a few weeks. It's about consistency in the NFL. I just don't know right now if Cooper Rush has that ability to stay consistent, consistently win all the time. I think Dak Prescott is the true starter. Do I think he could start for other teams? Sure, because some other teams are struggling in that QB position. But I think he's about where he should be right now. And he's getting the job done when when he needs to and stuff like that. But I think we need to pump the brakes on Giving him a little too much credit, I think. But that's my thoughts.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he's clearly one of the best backups in the league. And when you are one of the best backups in the league, that makes you a potential starter on other teams, obviously, with quarterbacks. Um, I mean, obviously he's not better than Dak, but he's certainly playing better than Dak, like to say the least. I I don't know. I'm I'm saying Jury's still out on Cooper Rush. He might actually be a good quarterback. He might not. Uh Jury's still out. We don't we don't know. Uh, I would like to see him get a chance to go somewhere else uh, and play, but I don't know if he will ever get that. Like, I think the Cowboys are going to hold on to him for a while because Dak can't go five games without getting injured. Uh, it seems like in the last, like, two or three seasons, he's just been injured all the time. Uh, but, yeah, jury's still out on Cooper Rush, in my opinion. I think he might have the skills to be a consistent NFL starter. Could be way off on this one. Could just be kind of like when me and you started gambling. We got hot right away, went cold could be that. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're going to we're getting low on time here, but I want to talk about these last few topics anyways and we got some time, so we'll just stop the timer here. Uh I know our grandma's smiling down on us DJ because her her favorite player watching Albert Pujols he hit number 700, he joins uh Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth as the only players to hit 700 home runs, but there's some controversy around it DJ. There's some controversy that baseball is juicing the balls for him and Aaron judge to hit all these high numbers and stuff like that. What, first of all, what are your thoughts about Pujols hitting 700? And do you think there's some validity in the juice balls conspiracy?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So first off uh, Pujols is, you know, first ballot hall of famer back in his prime, this dude raked. He was really good. A great defensive first baseman. You know, kids nowadays, they look at pool halls and they don't they don't see the hype. But me and you, we were younger, but we were still you know competent when he was the star he was. And he was so talented. I remember when I went to a Kansas City uh, Royals game, the entire like, obviously, that's pretty close to St. Louis. So there was a lot of St. Louis fans, but the entire stadium was chanting his name after he hit a dinger like MVP. And like he just he just, you know, he encompassed the team and he stayed with them basically his whole career. It's good to see him back. And, yeah, legendary player, great, great uh, accomplishments that he's had. Um, as far as the juice balls go, I don't think the balls are juiced for Judge. I think Judge is just insanely talented. Uh, but for him, I can see a case. He was struggling so much, and then all of a sudden he just started lighting it up out of nowhere. I get it. Baseball is super streaky, but you don't – I don't know. At his age, it gets more difficult. I can see them juicing the balls to get more. You know, more viewership, more people watching, more people tuning in. And just to get him that way, I don't know how true that is, how easy that is to do, but I'm just saying there might be a possibility. I mean, all you need to do is have specific balls. The umpire would have to know, have to give the pitcher those balls. Like, I mean, everyone would have to be on the same page, but I think it's possible just because the MLB wanted him to achieve that accomplishment uh, because it is such a big thing. You could sell jerseys, you could sell tickets, you could sell memorials. Like you could sell so much like little – whatever the, you know you can sell so much stuff with that uh that i think it helps them it's more profitable for them but i i'm i definitely do not think they're juice for judge i just think Judge is insanely talented oh yeah what are your thoughts
0: uh well first of all for him hitting 700 i'm happy for him obviously it's a cubs end like well he's a cardinal y- you respect him i mean he's he's been dominating for so long, like you said, we were young kids when we were watching baseball. I remember for a while there, DJ, when you had fantasy baseball drafts for a good, I'd say 10 years, he was the solidified number one pick just for a good 10 years. He was just like the guy you wanted and stuff like that. And he was raking as a kid. And like you said, we grew up, our grandma was a huge Cardinals fan, huge Albert Pujols fan and stuff like that. So I, 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 feel happy for him because like I said, there's a lot of, uh, mo- moments where I think back, like memories that make me happy for him. So I do appreciate that. As far as juicing the balls, again, I am 100% with you. I don't think they're juice for Judge. I just think Judge is an absolute monster this year, and he's going to go down as one of the best seasons we've ever remembered and stuff like that. So I don't think they're juiced for Judge. For for Albert, I I want in my heart to believe no. I really, I really really do, because that would, like, I want to say people might discredit the fact that he hit 700 if they, they're juicing the balls. But at the same time, I can see it. Like you said, he was struggling a very, very good chunk of the season. And just out of the blue, he—I think he was at like six ninety-three for a while. He just hit seven home runs, boom, 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 like that. Just, I like you said, at his age, it just doesn't happen. So I want to believe it in my heart that that's not happening. But at the same time, I can see it too.
2: Yep, and the thing with any conspiracy theory, it's not whether you hundred percent believe in the conspiracy theory. It's just whether you acknowledge that it could be a possibility, right? It, it could be that it's juiced. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying that it, you know, that it wasn't. I I don't know, but I'm not saying I'm going to rule it out. You know, I'm going to leave the door open on that. It could be, but I'm not going to discredit him. Like you said, he, you know, all of his accomplishments. He did what he did. Very impressive resume. He melted the Cubs for so long. I mean, he just obliterated their pitching staff. Okay. It was hard to watch at times. I'm just like, can we just not piss to him? And they tried that, and then the next two hit a dinger. So it didn't matter. Matt Holiday would hit a dinger after that. Like, it just didn't, just didn't always go our way. But uh, yeah. Those Cardinals
0: teams were nasty back in the day. They've
2: they've been good for a while and they've been consistent for a while. And yeah, it seems like they're a well-run organization. Yep. But, yeah, other baseball news, as we kind of mentioned, Aaron Judge. um, Aaron Judge is set to make a cabillion dollars. And, yes, I said a cabillion because this dude's about to win the Triple Crown. He's close to hitting, you know, setting the record for dingers as a Yankee or whatever the – I don't know exactly. But, nonetheless, he's going to hit about 60-some dings. uh, And he's going to be a free agent. Someone is going to pay this man an asinine amount. Like, he might get close to half a billion dollars. Yeah. he might get like a 400 million dollar contract and it wouldn't surprise me and he deserves it like this dude is absolutely melting um yeah he's unbelievable talent uh it's it's wild what he's doing this season uh, and, and he's good defensively too he's really good defensively which is insane like he's do he literally does it all uh you know going to win the triple crown i would i think so if he keeps that average up and then just I mean, I'm just interested to see what he gets paid. That's all I'm going to say, because it's going to be closer to a cabillion than a million.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. And the record that he's going for, you see it on TV all the time. Watch Aaron Judge hits number 61. He's going for the record for the most home runs in the season by an AL player. So right now I think he's like eighth all time or whatever, but those seven ahead of him were all NL, So he's going for the record for the most in the AL, which is why he's on, I just want him to hit it. So I stopped getting those damn notifications on my phone <laughs> because he hasn't home run in like six games and all they're doing is just hyping it up and stuff like that. But he's getting intentionally walked too. So I, 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 I get all that and stuff like that, but he's going to, he's going to make bank. And I think the Yankees, the Yankees have the payroll to give, to give him that bank. I feel like if they don't, they're foolish. So I think he's absolutely, like you said, he's going to be close to making a trillion or a billion, not a trillion, a tr- hmm. a billion, than a million. I do think he's going to, make above 500, 500 million and stuff like that. And I will say for the people in the media that vote for MVP for AL, he has the record for, he's not only going to win triple crown, DJ. He has the on-base percentage leader, the extra base percentage leader. Um, Just name any, any stat, any stat. He has it right now. He is the leader and stuff like that. If you do not vote judge MVP, I think you should get your status revoked. I'm just, just flat out. Like there, there's no, there's no doubt. Like, you're, if you don't vote judge as MVP, you are absolutely showing bias, and you should get your uh, status as a voting member of the MVP panel revoked.
2: I 100% agree. Like, he's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I've heard rumors. So, he's from kind of that San Francisco area. But San Francisco doesn't pay players. Like, they really don't have a high payroll generally. So, I don't know. Maybe he goes Dodgers. Maybe he goes L.A. Or I think he resigns with the Yankees. I think it's one of those two options. Like, he's either going to California – or he's going to stay with the yankees so it'll be interesting to see
0: yeah absolutely and it'll be it, it, like you said it's going to be a big name mob program that has the payroll to give him that and right now they're for his standard for a payroll it's either going to be yankees or dodgers
2: yep i agree
0: yep so all right dj those are two really good topics so before we have our guest on We got a rant again. Uh, We've done a lot of sports rants lately, but these are two non sports rants. Let's talk, let's rant, and let's do mic drop. So, mic drop is me and DJ's opportunity to just rant about anything. Sometimes it's about sports. Today, both of ours are going to be about life. Basically, it's just our opportunity to rant, have a discussion about it. And this is a rant that's deep inside me right now. And I need, need to let it out. I'm not going to go into details on it. It's not my place to go into details about it. If you want to know what, what the details on it, you're either friends with me on Facebook or you follow me on Twitter. I'm not going to say it on this podcast because you know, you know it. But people are so cruel, man. I, I can't believe we live in a society where people think they can do crimes and get away with it and do crimes to such good and innocent people who work so hard for a living who take time out of their day to do good for others and take time to make the world a better place. And people just tear them down in the worst possible ways. And it's affected a lot of people lately and Sioux city in particular has taken a lot, a lot of crime lately, whether it's car stealing, whether it's vandalism, whether it's, um, just like, arrests in general, assault charges, Sioux City is terrible right now. But I'm sure everywhere else is too. But this is hitting home for me, because that's where I, I live right now. But just so many people who I know have been affected by this. Why do we live in a world where people can just get away with stuff like this, and get away with doing wrong, and everything turns out okay, okay for them. They should be in prison for doing stuff that they're doing and stuff like that. It just sucks seeing people who do so many good things and work so hard for a living just get shit on, frankly. And it just, it bothers me. And I, my philosophy in life is do honors, do to others as others would do to you. So basically, I said that wrong, but you get the point.
2: Yeah, um, the golden rule, my guy, but yes. The golden
0: rule, yes, absolutely. That's my philosophy. If everyone followed that, the world would be a such such a better place but right now like i said we just have crime that's so crazy high right now that it's affecting so many people and it bothers me because it's people don't realize that this stuff that's happening all these various forms of crime that's happening to various people that's not just a physical toll that's affecting people people are getting affected emotionally people are losing sleep people are Uh, going to counseling more often and stuff like that people are taking more uh, anxiety and depression medication I mean this is going too far why can't we just as a society wake up realize what's happening right now and fix it because right now we are not in a situation we should be in this is this is terrible frankly and I just it bothers me and it hurts me because I've seen a lot of people get affected by this stuff and i just hope that i said it before and i'm gonna say it again we as a society look ourselves in the mirror and find a way to fix it because right now we're not we're not doing good frankly
2: well said kyle well said it's the moral compass is just for so many people it's just so bad like they're just they really don't have a moral compass and i don't know if it's the way you know we were obviously both brought up in similar backgrounds and similar scenarios. So we both have similar moral compasses. So I don't know maybe if that's why, you know, if people are just born in bad environments, but yeah, the amount of crime, the amount of murder, the amount of homicide, like amount of gun violence and gang violence and um, mass shootings and stuff. Like, I mean, just all the crazy things that are going on right now. And I don't know if it's our justice system, you know, maybe back in the old days when it was super, like you did anything wrong, you just immediately were killed. Like, I don't know if you know if that changed. Like I don't know. I don't know how to fix it, other than de- everyone just fix themselves and have a, a semi decent moral compass. So I, I I don't know how to fix that though. Because like I said, me and you, our moral compass are pretty in line. Like I I don't know how people commit certain crimes. Like how could you kill someone? Like I I don't know how it would do that. I, I just I don't know how you could do that to another person. It's just it's wild to me that it happens all the time. And it's, like, it's, so, it's like, it's completely normalized. That's the weird thing, is it's just completely normalized. And everyone's just, like, oh, yeah, like, no one really bats an eye when things like that happen anymore. And it's so messed up. It's, like, no, dude, like, if, if something, like, a mass shooting or, you know, someone stealing, you know, Grand Theft Auto or, um, you know, robbery or anything like that, it's, like, these things should be, why, like, uh, yeah, I it's just so normalized in our culture, and I think that's what's almost messed up more, but. I don't know how to fix it uh, other than for everyone to just kind of handle themselves. And yeah, like you said the golden rule.
0: No, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's not going to take just one person to, to fix. That's not what I'm asking at all, but basically just, if you're listening to this, just do, follow the golden rule, treat others as you'd want to be treated. And that's exactly what I do. And if I don't DJ knows this, everyone on the network knows this. Well, I'm probably the most apologetic person you'll meet. I'm, <laughs> I, I, to a fault, the second, what's that?
2: They always say like to a fault, like, yeah, you're, you're very apologetic. You're, you're quick to apologize and it yes, if, shows a lot.
0: Well, and that just, that's just the way it is. If I know I did something wrong and I know I affected others, I will apologize. Like that's, it's just in my background and we're raised the same way, DJ. We were both raised by very well, we were parented well by both our parents. And I think um, that just that's just basically like you said, how our moral compasses became the way they are, because we were raised right now. I'm not saying like people who do these crimes are raised wrong. That's not necessarily the case. I'm just saying that just like I said, just treat us the way you'd want to be treated. And I don't know where that whole me apologizing thing came into play in this whole thing, but I just said it anyways, but.
2: I, yeah, I mean, you can make the most small mistake where no one like really finds a big deal out of it. And you'll be like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, it's fine. You're good. It's so (laughs) minor, but that's just kind of the person you are. And it's, you know, it's, it's made you the man you are. And it's great that you are that way. Um, But the amount of people that just, like you said, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Like I can't even comprehend how those people think because we're just so, you know, polarly different from them. But uh, the world's the world's kind of a nasty place right now. It's kind of a bad place in general. And it's it's terrifying when you think about it. I just try not to think about that stuff. I'm just like, I don't, I, yeah, just don't read the news because it's all bad stories, man. There's yeah. never good news. Like, oh, someone discovered a cure for this or, you know, someone saved a bunch of people. And that's never in the news, people. It's, yeah, it's a very negative connotation world right now. And, we need to fix it one step at a time, one day at a time. Absolutely. So my quick quick rant here, but I just want to point it out because it's kind of hilarious. But the PS five has been up for sale for two whole years, and you still cannot find PS fives anywhere. If you want to get it on Walmart, you get upcharged like two hundred some dollars. If you try to get it on the PlayStation Network, it's just not available. I mean, it's is ridiculous. I don't. I are they doing this to like? I just don't understand why you would put out a new console and then just be like, Yeah, and about one percent of the people who want it can have it not even like one percent of people in the world, just like one percent of the people who want to buy it or are considering buy, buying it can have it. And I maybe this is places like you can't tell me they can't pump those babies out quicker. Like, I you knew you were gonna really like, come on, I. It's ridiculous. I get if there's like a year delay, and I guess COVID happened and stuff like that. But like two years since you originally released it, and you still can't find it in the store. What is going on here? Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, and the reason, the main reason I'm bringing it up is because the uh, college football game is only going to be on next gen console, and so I'm like, you know, running through my head like what what's going. Like I gotta, I gotta, you know, make some moves. You can't find it anywhere. You just, you just sol, and it's it's ridiculous.
0: That's good. Because that college football game, that's going to be on PS Five, and then the newest Xbox, right?
2: So like Xbox Series or so, Xbox S. or I don't know what it's called. I don't okay. really pay attention to Xbox too much. Well, I'm, I'm know, PlayStation loyal.
0: Well, I know you're a PlayStation loyal DJ, but just that statement alone proves why Xbox is supreme, in my opinion, because Xbox hasn't had the situation.
2: Hey, I'll give you that. That uh, you gotta. That's a pro for Xbox right there. Um, maybe that yeah no i'll give you that one um yeah i feel like it's whatever your rate like whatever you first start with it's like almost 90 percent of the time you stay with that but yep. i could be wrong i know people oh, flip no, back and forth
0: and i think you're, some, you're exactly,
2: yeah sorry
0: <laughs> no i was gonna say you just you're, you're exactly you're exactly right like you can't tell me like um that this should be happening two years after it's released and stuff like that like the demand, whenever you say something new is going to happen, the demand already is going to increase. So you've got to increase production already and stuff like that. So the shortages of PS5 is ridiculous.
2: It's absolutely, like, it's, oh, it's almost laughable. It's like Sony's doing this on purpose. It's like, why? I, I don't get it. Yeah, no. I can't, can't explain it. Don't know it. It is what it is, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, it could um positive vibes dj you'll you'll find your ps5 and i'm not switching to xbox (laughs) yeah
2: yeah no we got time it's not until 2023 college football comes out so we got time plenty of time we're good let's let all the bad you know consoles get sold first and then when they fix all the bugs and stuff then we swoop in yep because i I need college football in my life
0: and one pro i will say for the ps5 is it just changed recently, but for the longest time, the PS5 was all um was the only thing the show would be on. So
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But all right, yeah. So we got another uh, guest coming on here. So if you're ready, uh let's get to it.
2: We today are introducing the legendary uh Mr. Alex Long. I didn't want to dox your name, but I guess it did. Um A Long. <laughs>
1: how are you doing bud and how is life oh living the dream man same old stuff excited to be here on the podcast talk some sports though i feel like it's been a while since i've seen you and goofed with you so
2: we haven't had a goof in a while the high and inside podcast kind of got shot in the head uh, yeah by a, by a gun we could always bring her back it, it under, always has Undertaker percentual. style. yeah exactly um you know that that it, it didn't help that uh fade or uh, no no fucks I you know got lost his Twitter account. Like how are we supposed yeah. to communicate with the guy if he doesn't have a Twitter account?
1: Yeah, um, that doesn't help at all.
2: He's a great wild card to the high-end show. Well, he's the best uh, wild
1: card, but he's yeah. exactly that. A wild card.
2: So, yeah, I just want to ask you two questions. You're a knowledgeable guy. Actually, maybe three questions here. Okay. Um just general. Uh we'll start with uh, you obviously you're a Hawkeyes fans. Thoughts on just the Hawks this season? Um, you know how they look. What you expect out of them? Kind of how you're
1: feeling about the offense? Um, so the Hawkeyes, I'm pretty like cemented in every year to knowing they're gonna be fucking average with a terrible, god awful offense and a above average to great defense somehow still staying in their lane, still hitting right in their wheelhouse. They still managed to surprise me (laughs) because I'm pretty confident. They have the worst offense I've ever seen on a division one football field. It's, it's so bad. And I, it got a little better last game, but there's just still like the defense can't, they can't carry them that far. Like, they, they can't continue to carry them that far. So, I don't know. I was out kicking their coverage already. Like, any wins they get this year is fantastic because that offense deserves absolutely no wins at all. And yeah. it's disappointing because the defense is one of the better defenses they've had. And they've had a lot of good defenses. And so, like, they, you give them any quarterback, any, like, decent offense from Iowa's past 20 years and this is like you know an orange bowl type team rose bowl contending team big 10 championship contending iowa team but and i know iowa fans are still trying to talk themselves into having a path there it's not gonna happen guys it's petrus is fucking terrible dude like through the first two games he had like a 3.9 qbr you know how bad that is you can you have get to be in. Trying you can do that. Not a, yeah, you have to be trying not to complete passes to be that bad. Like they didn't even the score, didn't even go that low. It record breaking. But yeah, I don't know. I'm <laughs> disappointed. Hey kid, we're not gonna squeak the toy. <laughs> yep. There's a fair warning to all listeners. I, per usual, I have a zoo at my house. So my girlfriend comes home, they may go nuts. I'll do my best to mute it.
0: I, I will say I will say though that the the Iowa struggle on offense and just a couple points about this is my opinion is very 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 much on Brian Ferentz and the reason I say that is just the play calling is atrocious and stuff like that and I told DJ Spencer Peters can't get worse right okay he's gotten worse why is why has he gotten worse because Brian Ferentz became the QB coach
1: yeah no I I don't disagree with you at all I the play calling thing I can't rag him too much because his play calling sucks but it's the same play calling we've had since Kirk Ferentz has been here yeah, correct. like it doesn't matter what you know they tried to bring in that that Texas tricking offensive coordinator for a while there after the Colt McCoy years and Phil Parker I think I don't know I don't remember what his name was exactly but we still ran the exact same offense like we brought a new guy just to force feed him Kirk's playbook <laughs> and so I was offense will be what it will be but I completely agree. Like, Brian Ferentz is – he's doing something wrong. Like, Petrus clearly had talent to break the records he broke in California. And right now, like, he looks like he doesn't belong on a football field. He looks like he's never thrown a football in his life. Yeah. So, I mean, it's clearly even, like, mental at this point for him, which is 100% on the coaches. You can't put it all on the players. But, fuck, man, it's, it's ugly. It's really ugly. Well, and
0: it's just so disappointing, too, because, like, we saw it last game really well. Petrus throws the deep ball phenomenally. Like he is super good at throwing the deep ball. The problem is, is Iowa doesn't run a deep ball offense and his exactly. short pass and his medium pass accuracy is
1: horrible. Yep. Yep. Completely agree. And his mobility is worse than most O linemen on Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I pre- again, previous 20 rosters, they have some linemen with some pretty fucking fine footwork. Petrus looks so. Unfucking skilled every time he moves. And so, what's Iowa's great idea? Well, let's roll him out. Let's get him on the move. That should work. <laughs> I can't believe they're not good. Is good. <laughs> uh,
2: what is the line from New Girl? Like, I understand quantum physics more, like, better <laughs> than I understand how Iowa. Is winning games or like how they're doing how you have such polar opposites like one of the best defenses they've ever seen and one of the worst at the same time
1: oh you give them cj my favorite favorite is that like my dad will text me like 30 minutes before the iowa game started where you watching the game at like this is this is what time the game is you know trying to make all these plans for it like he's super super excited and like I'm treating it like it's a funeral that I have to go to, but dude, I dread watching this shit. This is terrible. This is so bad. If you love defense, you might <sighs> be able to watch it a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's it's every punter's favorite fucking team to watch because that special teams is electric week yeah. after
2: week. Yep. Yeah. It'll be interesting what happens with them. Uh, uh, Segwaying football. You're a Broncos guy, just front line. What's going on with the Broncos? What needs to happen? What's up with the Broncos?
1: I should have expected and anticipated this question. <laughs> it was—it's a broadcast. loaded question. It's a loaded right. question. I just didn't. Can I skip? I'm, I'm just making. No, I'll answer it. I don't. I don't know what's going on with them. They're—they look really, really bad right now. From—I mean, everyone does. Top down. Like Hackett looks lost. Hackett looks like he has no business being the head coach. He looks like he his perfect role would be an offensive coordinator. He wants to call the plays and he, you know, wants to put in this fancy offense. Well, excuse me. Guys haven't caught on to the fancy offense yet, clearly. (laughs) And so the play calling is pretty bare minimum there. And the coaching decisions on the other side of it are shit just terrible terrible decisions and like i'm not even too focused on the main one that everyone you know in the seahawks game that everyone points out that one's you know a coin flip if he makes it he's a genius like that one wasn't the issue there but there's so many so many issues there but just questionable third down play calls questionable you know comments after the game questionable everything we look unorganized we have I think it was thirty frickin' penalties in the first two games.
2: Jeez, that's insane! Like,
1: that's you can't do that. And then if you're doing that, why were we not playing our players in preseason? You know, ten plus of those penalties were delayed games. You don't think playing your guys preseason, getting them those extra reps together, might have helped that? And so I, to me, Hackett looks terrible right now. Obviously, plenty of time to turn around. I'm not like calling a fire him or anything, but. He looks awful. Russ, I was talking to Jacob about it today. The worst thing about Russ is he's playing just as shitty as, like, Drew Locke was last year, but he's a hell of a lot harder to root for than Drew Locke was. So, like, we're just as bad. Our defense is winning us games. Like, our offense is barely skirting by. Like, we're nothing special. We're pretty bad right now. The games are super ugly and sloppy. Drew Locke was fucking fun. So at least I had the running joke that he was the goddamn goat. <laughs> that I was going to ride or die with him. Russell Wilson is just cringy as fuck. We're paying him out the fucking ass and he's playing worse than Drew Locke. And I just, yeah, I don't know. It, I gave him the excuse in the Seahawks game, the, the jitters and whatnot. But goddamn, even last game in the 49ers game, like it's a simple five yard out route to Jerry Judy that he like throws. Way over his head to the point where Judy can't even get his hands on it. Like, dude, that's genuinely a pass I can make. And we're paying you 50 mil. (laughs) You're not not top 10. You're not top five. You're top three highest paid quarterbacks. You got to fucking play like it. And then what you sure can't do is you can't come out to the fucking media afterward. That was just, that was a playoff type game. Oh, the fuck, it wasn't. You put up that performance in any playoff game, you're putting up a zero burger and getting booed out of your own fucking stadium. You had one good offensive drive all game, sir. It just so happened it came out the last drive of the game. That was not a playoff. You can't say ridiculous shit like that. That is why people hate you. Yeah. And so I don't, they, they've, they've got a ton of problems. Luckily, they are still sitting at two and one. They still have talent. So they could turn it around. It's right there in front of them, but oof, boy, it's it's looking bleak. It's it's looking bleak. It's looking like Russ played them. He got them <laughs> before the season started.
2: Yeah. Wow. On paper, the roster looks very talented. Suttons look, made some really nice plays. Javante runs hard. Like they have a lot of good players on paper. Has yeah. has Russ gotten more cringy? Like I don't remember him being this cringy. Like
1: no, I I feel like he's leaning into it at this point. Yeah, like, I feel like he's trying to. I I really don't know maybe it's just I because I'm a Broncos fan I'm seeing more of him now and I didn't see enough of him you know I didn't see it when he was a Seahawk as much but boy it sure seems like because you can't put him on camera you can't he can't open his mouth without being cringy but boy it just seems like he's opening his mouth a lot recently and I, ju- I just wish he would be quiet. Yeah, if you're going to win
2: games and look great, say whatever the fuck you
1: want. Yeah, hear. dude. <laughs> but <Absolutely>. when you <laughs> God, when you are fucking looking like absolute dog shit, you can't I, you can't keep saying this ridiculous crap. Ah, I don't know.
2: It's Bronx, what makes okay. it makes it so hard to like roast Mahomes. Cuz it's like, dude, look what he's doing on the field. Like, I don't care how cringy this dude is, how awful his brother is, how awful his wife is, like, you just can't cook him at all, because he's like, dude, did you see that throw? Like, it was amazing. Like, ah, yeah. It, But Russ is doing that, so it's like, now it's just like, oh, you can roast him for Albat.
1: Yeah. No, we're gonna roast him, and everyone has been (laughs) roasting him, and I just sit here and take it, because I'm like, you're not wrong. Yeah, all the freaking tweets when you let Russ cook and it's like a bowl of cereal, with some raw hot dogs and stuff. (laughs) That's like, God damn it.
2: Uh, I I have not seen that. That's funny. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Like you said, they still have plenty of time and you know, they have the right pieces in place. Um, Major swap up here. And I don't want to talk about the main headline of this. I want to talk about the team in general. What do you think of the Celts going into this season? Like I said, don't want to talk about the issue at all. We don't know Dick. Don't want to. It, like, it is what it is. I just want to talk about the team. You know, they brought in Brogdon, stuff like that. What are you thinking for the Celts this season? How are you feeling? Um, I, what do you like? What do you don't like?
1: I, I, love, I love the way they're sitting. Love the way they're sitting on paper. The team looks good. Obviously, you know, it's returning from a finals team. Added Brogdon. Added, you know, added some good depth. I am I'm a little worried. One, again, like last year in the previous however many years, back up big man. You know, Rob Will is injury prone. He's already out for the first eight to ten weeks. Al Horford is 35, 36, 37. Who the fuck knows at this point? He's old. Oh. He doesn't play back-to-backs. So who else is going to log minutes there at the four and five spot? You know, Grant Will is going to fill some time there as a small ball guy. But – I would really like to see them go out and get, you know, even a Dwight Howard would fit perfectly, you know, someone like that. Big-bodied guy. True seven-footer is what I think they need. I don't know if they will from what I've heard. They seem to like that big Luke Cornett. yeah, True seven-footer and can shoot the three, but, ah, boy, I don't know. I don't know. They see him in practice every day, so I'll trust them there. But And then the second thing that I'm missing is a little more bench scoring still. So. I don't – or losing Gallinari – or uh, yeah, Gallinari for the season kind of hurt them. I, I was looking forward to seeing him come off the bench. Obviously, Brogdon will be nice off the bench. He'll play with the starters a lot, though. They still have, you know, good guys <clears throat> to put up points there. Peyton Pritchard will get some minutes. He can put up points. Like, Derek White can get his buckets. But, like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind a Carmelo Anthony. I wouldn't mind, you know – They've had him before, like a Jabari Parker, one of those – a wing-type player. I I would actually love – it just came out today or has just been coming out the past week. I would love for them to go get Jay Crowder. Ooh. I would love Jay Crowder back on Boston. It said they are interested. The thing I don't know about is the reason he wants to leave the Suns is because he's not going to be starting anymore. Well, you won't be starting with us either there, fella. So, mm. I don't – not sure how that one would finagle out, but if he were willing to accept a bench roll, a sixth seventh roll, role, I would love Jay Crowder. I think that'd be perfect, but yeah, no, I, I I like the way they're sitting. Obviously, this shenanigans happening right before the start of the season isn't ideal. It's, it's just more confusing than anything. You know, you can tell just from the media day the other day, none of the players are focused on the season. No one's, you know... I'm sitting here. I'm not excited for the first game. Instead, I'm thinking about what the hell the head coach did. So you know, it, it kind of changed just everything. All the momentum they had going into it kind of put a stop to that. But they still have obviously one of the most talented rosters in the game. It's just another year of growth from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So I, they filled out the bench a lot more. They you know. Got rid of a lot of those, the logjam of those young guys at the end of the bench. That Brogdon trade really opened that up. Got rid of a bunch of those guys, which I liked. So, I I think they're sitting in a good spot. I like where we're sitting. Yep. Yeah. Um,
2: Can we just get IT back? I mean, what do we have to do to get IT back in green?
1: I don't know how many times I have to tweet at Brad Steven. (laughs) I don't know if the man doesn't check his Twitter. I might have to text him next. I'm not sure, but fuck. I just want Isaiah Thomas. What Bench score. Fits perfect. League minimum. Veteran minimum. He'll Harrison.
2: take it. He will take it.
1: Would be a veteran leader in the locker room.
2: And, yeah, um, you, you said you talked about the bench scoring. Oh, here's a guy who could come in and fucking score. Exactly. <sighs> yeah.
1: Perfect. But what do we know? We don't know basketball. Yeah. Only Brad Stevens knows more than me. <laughs>
2: Takes Butler to to a championship, and everyone's like, what?
1: Yeah, they act like he's hot shit. I'm just kidding, Brad Stevens. If you happen to listen to this, I love you
2: <laughs> and
1: sign it. Yeah,
2: I took Butler to a championship. NCAA ten, PS three. No, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got a rundown. Got your opinions on a lot of hot topics. I mean, You know, some. You know, more local teams, and then obviously just big. You know, NFL and. NBA discussions kyle do you want to give a rundown of kind of the gambling feud contest rules and then the standings and kind of what will be going on and then let's dive into some games unless you have any questions kyle i forgot to ask you that do you have any questions for the man the nope, miffle
0: nope i'm i'm sitting i'm sitting good i've uh i know now for a while now i got to see him in person last month and stuff like that so that was a good time
1: that was only a
2: month ago that's wild i know your wedding seems like a year ago I mean not There's that much. That's up. a little aggressive, but
1: Wow, well, that was a hell of a time though. Memories were made that night for sure. Oh, yeah.
0: Drinks were spilled.
1: Drinks were spilled. Stuff and things happened. Stuff and things happened.
0: The the no the no drinks in the dance floor rule was not followed.
1: That was a terrible rule to begin with anyway. <laughs>
0: Nah, like right.
1: what what do you expect to dance without a drink? Like that's <laughs> communist Russia, okay? The, well, we dra- got- drinking and dancing kind of go hand in hand. Like you need one other typically. A lot of people won't drink or won't dance unless they're drinking. Exactly. I don't make the rules, I just follow them. <laughs> I exactly.
0: Oh, you're absolutely right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I was like, that's I'm really- the one
2: who made that rule.
0: <laughs> just threw it back. <laughs>
2: I'm joking, Kyle. I don't know if you made the rule. I was just, I thought it'd be a funny bit if you said that.
0: (laughs) I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't care. We got our deposit backs. That's all that matters. Let's go
2: big dubs.
0: Dubs all around. Uh, So go to the gambling feud contest. So we're doing a little something different this year. We're doing actually two different things this year. We're doing a Coda Capper side of the bracket and a non Coda Capper side of the bracket. So, you got to make the top eight on either the Coda Capper, or the, if you're a Coda Capper, or the non Coda Capper, if you're a non Coda Capper, to make our Gambling Feud Sweet 16 contest that will happen in December. And another rule we added this year is you have to beat either DJ or myself to make the Gambling Feud contest. And basically, Alex, he's been on the show before a bunch of times. He knows the rundown. But basically, he gets five units per game. He can disperse that yeah. however he chooses he can go two on the money line one in the over under two on a first half you can do team total uh, money line parlay uh, player props you can tease it we had some tease it last time you can do literally anything you want the only rule is he gets five units per game and basically like i said he's not only competing in this but dj and myself are competing in it so he has to beat either one of us and so far only two people have not Beat us, and both those people oh, okay. finished minus double digits. So, I don't know if you know Willie Naylor at all, Alex. But he did not have a good showing.
1: I've I've heard of him, but I've also heard he's kind of a fucking moron. So that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Facts. I I
0: still I still laugh because Pace texted me after Willie Naylor was on. He goes, you know, Willie Naylor sounds a lot like Toast.
1: No <laughs> way. <laughs> 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 Damn, pace onto on to us. <laughs> that got me pegged.
0: <laughs> All right, gentlemen, well, to get started with the slate, let's start with the, a baseball game. We got a game being played uh, tonight at 6.07 between the, the Yankees and the Blue Jays. We got Garrett Cole on the mound going against Mitch White. Line right now, we got Yankees minus 125, Blue Jays plus 105, and an over-under of 7.5. So, this is All the right, time. No, sorry. What?
1: Sorry, I was yelling at my dogs.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, no, you're good. <laughs> um, so, again, I'm absolutely the worst person when it comes to baseball, when it comes to betting baseball. So, I'm going to make mine short and sweet. Um, Garrett Cole, not the near Garrett Cole that he's been, but he's still been very solid this year. Uh, Mitch White has struggled so far. I think he's not going to do very good against this Yankees lineup. So, I'm going to take the Yankees money line. I'm going to go – uh, 2.5 no two yeah yeah because it's one minus 125 so 2.5 to win two and then I'm gonna get really 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 juicy here just for the heck of it and if I if I'm right I'm gonna call myself a freaking genius give me a half unit on Aaron Judge to hit a home run
2: <laughs> I like it he's gotta hit one in the next like three days right he's yeah. gotta be due Um, Yeah, this line makes no sense to me. Mitch White has looked awful this season. The Yanks have been – the Yanks, I mean, they've been really solid. Garrett Cole, even though he's overpaid, is still a solid pitcher. Why is it only minus 125? I I don't quite understand. Uh, I'm going to go with the Yanks uh, money line at two and a half units. And then to hedge, I'm going to throw the other two and a half units on the over. I think if the Yanks don't win, it's because Garrett Cole just gets shelled. He has one of those outings where he's awful. And if the Yanks do win, then I think uh, the under hits. So it's kind of a hedge, you know, best case scenario, one and one. that don't actually win units, but it's, I don't know, man. This game, this line makes no sense to me. I think the Yankees should be like minus 150 minimum. I, I don't know. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, Al, buddy, what are you looking at for this Yankees Blue Jays game?
1: So I've actually paid so little attention to baseball since about, I don't know, probably a month, month and a half ago. It's just when the Cubs are bad, it's so hard to pay attention. So yeah, I thought I was missing something when I looked at the lines and looked at, you know, projected starters and everything. So I was glad to hear you call out how crazy the line looked. So I couldn't find anything. So I am just keeping it simple. I'm sticking with Yankees all five units, minus 125. Garrett Cole, I as much as I hate him, as overpaid as he is, he's much better than that Mitch White whoever he's playing. Like, I mean, even if Garrett Cole gets rocked, like, there's a good chance this white character gets rocked. You know, this guy has. But, Stats are terrible. I can't say I've ever watched him play, quite frankly. I, maybe I have, but just didn't notice it. But I'm, I, yeah, I'm keeping it simple going Yankees, all five units.
2: I'm just picturing you looking at the line for the first time. And you obviously know Garrett Cole. You have no idea who Mitch White is. And you're no, like yeah, I was
1: like, I was like, Tim, how long? Have, how long did I stop watching baseball for? Like, did we get to the next year already? Like, where did this Mitch White character come from, and how is he so good? Then I check the what stats. Was, and I'm like, oh, he's not fucking good. Why is the line only minus one twenty five? Like, this makes no sense.
0: But I don't know. Well, st- stats don't lie about Mitch White. Mitch White on the year, uh, one and six record, a 5.12 ERA. He has 73 strikeouts to 31 walks.
1: That's tough. That's, it's not good. Not good. No. So. So, yeah, I feel, I feel good about that one. All five units there.
0: All right. I like Sounds good. Well, let's transition now from the MLB to college football. We got, This weekend, we have five top 25 matchups this weekend. So it's going to be a really, really great weekend for college football. So let's talk about two games. First game, we got a big 12 game at 2.30 Saturday on Fox between number nine, Oklahoma State, at number 16, Baylor. The line right now, Baylor minus two and a half and over under a 56 and a half. So I think that Iowa State has kind of worn Baylor down quite a bit. They got out of a battle in Ames last weekend where they won off and on they it came down to an onside kick they recovered for them to win I think Baylor might be a little sluggish going into this game I also think as much as I hate to say it, Oklahoma State's kind of surprised people I've always always said when you have an offense that you have to respect the run and the pass that's a tough offense to stop and Spencer Sanders so far has been very solid this year the running back Dominic Richardson has been very solid this year So I'm going to take Oklahoma State plus two and a half. I'm going to take it for 2.2 units. And then I'm going to throw a unit on Oklahoma State money line.
2: I like it. Yeah, this is another one of those where I just don't quite get that line. I mean, we watched Baylor get slapped by BYU. Actually, not slapped. They lost by six points. I don't know why I said slapped. It's not the right. Anyway, they played a great game against BYU, but they lost. We saw them win a game against Iowa State, where Iowa State basically tried to lose that game. I mean, so many terrible plays. They fumbled on the goal line, like it was it was gross. Uh, the fact that Iowa State made it close makes me think that Baylor's not that good. I I don't know. Baylor being favored in this game seems wild to me. So as much of us, I'm doing the opposite. I'm doing the contrarian pick here. Baylor should not be favored. So therefore, I'm going to bet on Baylor. Uh, I'll take Baylor minus two and a half. I'll do 2.2 units to win, too. I don't love it, but it doesn't make any sense to me. And whenever that happens, I bet it. Sometimes it burns me like the Iowa State over. Other times, I look like a genius. So it's it's real hit or miss, but I just don't have a read on this game. Um, Al, kind of a Big t- Big 12 guy. He, 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 pay a little attention to the Big 12. Uh, thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, yeah. So I kind of the same page as you Deej where I can't get a ton of read on this mainly I can't get a ton of read on Baylor I have a good idea of what Oklahoma State is like and I feel that both of them are the same tier of teams you know they're both talented enough to hang around that 10 to 20 range in the rankings Talented enough to win any game talented enough to or you know sloppy enough to lose any game and so I'm going to kind of stay away from winner and loser and I'm I'm heading over to the over under here and I'm going to hit the over, which seems a little crazy at what's it sitting at 57 56 and, a like half, what we got. and a half. So it seems high until you consider that Oklahoma state's averaging 51 themselves. <laughs> and, you know, obviously they haven't been in big 12 play. So like that number is not realistic. They're not going to put up 51 against Baylor, but, like Kyle said, I think Baylor's a little worn down. They're not going to want to grit and grind it out. They have a pretty talent. Like, they have a capable offense as well. They can put up points. They're averaging 40 points per game themselves this year. Like, neither of them have a stellar defense. I think this is going to be a classic Big 12 shootout. Like, both, I don't know, not both teams. I think it's Oklahoma State's first game in the Big 12. Baylor obviously had one last week, but. I, I think this is going to open it up. They're going to hit that over. So I'm going all five units on that over 57. And I'm going to be cheering for points.
2: Initially, I didn't know if I liked that play, but I think you're spot on. The, like, as you broke it down, I think you're spot on. People always think Oklahoma State and Baylor have this great defense, which historically they have. But this uh-huh. year, it's more of their offense. Like, Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State's a beast. The quarterback for Baylor, don't know his name, can't think of it. He threw some dimes last week uh-huh. against Iowa State. He made some nice plays. I think this is going to be a shootout, yeah, honestly.
1: I, personally, I see Baylor, and again, trying to get a read on them, so I could very well be wrong. But I see Baylor as the type of team that kind of plays to their competition. It's like last week, they're playing with Iowa State. Sloppy game, they're playing sloppy. This week, Oklahoma State's going to come fling it, shoot out, score, put up points, Baylor's going to hang right with them, and it's going to be a competitive game. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's going to come out on top, but I know points are going to be scored. And I know a lot of times the first, first couple games of the Big 12 season, every year I look at those over-unders, and you just look. You look through the Big 12. Big 12 is the only ones up in the freaking high 50s and 60s. Like, no other conference is putting up points, you know, over-unders consistently like that. And I just always think, I'm like, wow, there's no way they put up those points. Sure enough, they do. They just don't play any defense. There's no defense to be found, and they just – you have, like, three 70-yard touchdown passes, and it's just they somehow hit an over-under of, like, 85. And it's just like, what the fuck just happened? So, I'm I'm going with the over. I, it's a big number, and it intimidates me, 50, 57. It's a large over to hit, but we're we're going to hit. 28-28.
2: It's all you
1: need. Yep. Yep. Guaranteed easy money. hit. Easy money, so – uh,
0: shape and DJ, that's the QB for Baylor. Yeah, he, he uh, he was uh, Gary Bohannon's backup last year, and then Bohannon got hurt. He's been lighting it up ever since, so he became the starter.
2: And we got some dudes, both sides have some dudes at receiver.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, absolutely. All right, well, let's uh, go on to another. Uh, game, I, I think this is the best game next weekend that we got uh, coming up next. We got number 10, North Carolina State at number five, Clemson. That game is at 630 on ABC. The line right now, Clemson minus six and a half and an over under of 40 and a half. So we all knew, we all kind of figured that Clemson would kind of be back and not nearly as poor as they were last year and stuff like that. And so far they've proven that, but they they just got off a tough, tough win against Wake Forest but they haven't seen a defense like North Carolina state this year. And I think that's going to come and that's going to be uh, different for them. And I think after that very, very long game against Wake Forest, they probably should have lost. Truthfully. I think Clemson going to come out flat here. So I got two plays for this game. I'm taking North Carolina state uh, plus three and a half first half. I'm going to do that for two and a half units. And then I'm taking North Carolina state plus six and a half full game For two and a half units. I think they keep it really, really close. I think that Clemson is going to come out flat and I think North Carolina State dang well could win this game, but I think it's going to be very, very close throughout the entire game. So I'm going two and a half on plus three and a half first half and two and a half, six and a half, plus six and a half full game.
2: I gotcha. This one, honestly, has been an incredibly tough game. I mean, we just watched Clemson's defense get annihilated by Wake Forest. And I'm not saying Wake Forest doesn't have a good offense. They do. But I thought Clemson was a top-five defense. It didn't look like it last week. Surprisingly – not surprisingly, because Wake Forest's defense sucks. So it didn't surprise me that Clemson's offense lit it up as well. I just can't get a read on this. This is tough. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't make any sense. Six-and-a-half is such a lot – like, such a high number. And the over-under is high as well, in my opinion – which makes me want to bet the over. It makes me want to bet Clemson. I, I'm going to keep this one simple. I'm just going to go one 1.1 units on Clemson minus six and a half the home team Um, kind of a hedge as I have a future on North Carolina state to win the ACC. Uh, so I'm just going to hedge here a little bit Uh, and hope that I guess if they win by six though, it wouldn't hedge at all. I don't know. That, that logic actually just got defoiled real quick. I'm just going Clemson here. North Carolina State's offense is not going to be as good as Wake Forest was last week, but the defense is going to be way better. This could be such a low-scoring, gross game. Ah, now I'm talking myself into NC State. Mm. I I don't know, man. Uh,
1: you th- you think about it. Let me. Let yeah, me take yeah. You go, go and then let me re revisit what yep. I want to do. So you you hit a lot of the same points that I thought. I this game is incredibly tough to read. I first looked at the over under. Because I think it is going to be a close game, as Kyle alluded to. And the over under doesn't give you much. NC State has a super good defense. Clemson obviously has talent on offense, but got torched defensively by, you know, an um, average Wake Forest team last week. And so uh, then you have the over under started at 40, it opened at 46. It's now down to like 40. So everyone's betting the under, which then makes me want to bet the over. Ah, Yes. So I, I definitely get DJ's points, but I can, you know, I set my bets and I'm just going to let them ride. I think I'm taking Clemson minus six and a half for oh, actually. Yeah, let's go Clemson minus six and a half. Let's go two and a half units on that. And my reasoning behind that is I kind of think opposite of Kyle a little bit here in terms of their last game. I think because they – skirt like, like he said, they escaped and probably should have lost. I'm thinking, as a head coach at least, you should use that as a humbling experience. You know, you should be able to motivate the crap out of that team. You just escaped with your lives. It's like when you foul take a ball off to first base and he barely misses it off the glove. It's like new life. You just got bailed out. That's what happened to you, gentlemen. You just got bailed out. Now we're going home. We're playing at night, not at eleven or you know noon, like they were at Wake Forest. we it's a night game in front of our home crowd. People are going to be juiced to the gills. You know, it, it's going to be lit. And so I think they're going to come with that fire. NC State they have a really good defense. They obviously haven't faced an offense anywhere near as talented as Clemson's yet. And so I think that that's going to come a little down so yeah I'm gonna go Clemson minus 6.5 then I'm also gonna hit the over for two and a half units as well just because it has dropped that much and I I respect NC State's defense I do I think they're really good but I think Clemson's defense is suspect and Clemson's offense is talented enough that if they come to play in front of their home crowd in a late night game they should be able to hit – oh, excuse me. They should be able to hit that over. That's not – it's not a terribly tough over to hit. They they gave up 20
2: points to East Carolina. Yeah. I promise you Clemson's defense is a little better. Or offense. Offense is a little yeah,
1: better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like sure. like you said, though, I, I could very well see it being a super sloppy 13 to 10 game. You know, and i lose both these bets, and I wouldn't be one bit surprised. But – that's just what my gut's saying. I'm going, yep, Clemson minus six and a half in the over. The
2: thing with how low this over-under is, it's like, it could be such a gross game and you can Uh-oh, just you still have a chance. Yeah, yeah. You always have a
1: chance. <laughs> yep. Plus, even if it's a super sloppy game like that, your fourth quarter, it's 13 to 10. Overtime, baby.
2: Yep. Overtime. <laughs> oh, yeah. You always got to root for overtime. So yeah, I think Al just talked to me and locked me in my Clemson minus six and a half, one point one to win one. I love the points he made. He was saying exactly what my brain was thinking, but I just couldn't spit it out into words. So yeah, I'll lock that. I'll lock that in Clemson minus six and a half, one point one to win one. Um, yeah, on to some NFL games, Kyle. What do we got on the NFL slate?
0: Well, let's go to London, boys. We got the very first London game of the season between the Vikings and the Saints. That game being played at 8.30 a.m. on NFL Network. The line right now, Vikings minus two and a half and an over-under of 43 and a half. Um, That over-under seems really low to me. I don't know why. I just feel like when these two teams play each other, there's hatred between these two teams that date all the way back to the Brett Favre days and stuff like that. I think a lot of points are going to be score- scored in this game. I also am not a big believer in Jameis Winston right now. He's really, really struggled so far this season. So I'm going to go, Um, I'll go 2.2 units on the over of 43 and a half. And then I will go 2.2 units on the Vikings minus two and a half.
2: Yeah. Yeah that over under set low because the Saints suck on offense. I mean they're terrible. They're so bad. Uh it's I don't know what's going on with them. I have Jameis Winter Wend- or not Jameis. I have Alvin Kamara on my fantasy team and he's the worst player of all time. I don't know like are you telling me Drew Brees made Alvin Kamara one of the best running backs in the league. I guess I could believe that. Drew Brees is a great quarterback. Um I don't know. I as Michael Scott says, I am ready to be heartbroken again. I'll go with the Vikes, minus two and a half here. 2.75 to win two. I, I'm not I'm not in love with it by any means. Because is this game considered a primetime game? I feel like no. I feel like it's not a primetime game. No, dude, it, it's yeah.
1: No, it, it's not because like 90% of America isn't willing to even wake up in time for those games. I I'd like I love my football. I'm not, I don't wake up for the 8 30 games unless it's my team playing. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't think that's prime time. I mean, which, Kirk will be right. Yeah. Kirk's going to light it up then. We saw what he did in non
2: prime time against the Lions last week. He drove them down the field and scored the game when he touched down. I mean, yeah, I love the Vikes here. 2.75 units to win 2.5. Vikes minus two and a half. We're going to clean them up. I don't know if the Saints score over 10 points, to be honest with you. It's going to get ugly. You're going to need the Vikes to hit this over for you, Kyle. But don't worry. Vikes will score 35. Saints score 10. Vikes cover and the over hits. Win-win for you. Al, buddy, what do you got on
1: this NFL game? So I am going to go, yeah, opposite of Kyle, unfortunately. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it. I'm hitting the under here. I think the line makes total sense. I think the Saints, like DJ said, are struggling mightily right now and very, very injured. Very, very injured. It's tough to work that rust off when you're fucking injured. So I think they're going to continue to struggle. The Vikings have a good defense. So when you're struggling offense, not ideal. That doesn't bode well for them. And then the Vikings offense is just hit and miss. It's Kirk Cousins. Like, if he puts up forty five on his own to beat me, like I'll take the L on the chin. (laughs) but they're definitely talented, but it's the Vikings, so I just don't have a ton of respect for them. But having said, I don't have respect for the Vikings. I am also so I'm going to put four units on that. I'm going to throw one unit on Vikings minus two and a half (laughs) because I I think
2: they're the better team. Yeah, I mean, Carolina held the Saints to 14. Like,
1: yeah, I think, I think they're significantly the better team. But I think that under's a lock.
2: I, I do love that under. I, I 100% agree. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be gross, like, honestly. <laughs> the Vikings are going to play just well enough to win.
0: As Yeah. All right, and to wrap up our NFL slate, we got a battle of uh, – Two teams that are surprising a lot of us. We got uh, the Jaguars two and one right now taking on the three, and O Eagles at noon on CBS, the line right now, Eagles minus six and a half and an over under of 48 and a half. Um, I don't know what to do with this game, honestly, because these are two teams that like are surprising and stuff like that. And, um, yeah. I don't know what to expect out of this. So I'm actually going to do a first because I don't know about the line, stuff like that. I'm going to do a couple player props.
2: There we go. I'm
0: do for my, uh, my play. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do one and a half units on AJ Brown over reception yards because I think that the Jaguars defense is going to have a tough time containing him. And then I'm going to do, I'll do, sorry, DJ, I know this is tough to keep track for you. I'm going to do one and a half units on James Robinson over rushing yards because they've, uh, he's done really well the past couple of weeks. And I think he'll do really well again. And then I will do, one unit on um, on an A.J. Brown anytime touchdown. I normally don't do player props and stuff like that, but for this game, I don't know how to read these lines at all, so I think that's the route I go.
2: Fair enough. Yeah, no, I don't ever mind player props. I think they're always – I think you can find some value in player props if you know what you're doing and you can avoid the sucker bets – but you got to know what's going on. Uh, this game is so goofy, man. Uh, what The Eagles being good, Jalen Hurts being good, when everyone – I don't know. The Jaguars being good, it just doesn't – nothing makes sense. What Jalen does Her-
1: I don't what? Care. Jalen Hurts still sucks, I don't care.
2: Okay, thank you. I'm glad someone else agrees with me. I'm like, I don't know how this dude's good. Like, he, I don't think he's good. Um, it is what it is. He'll do – He's. I think he's kind of like a Kyler Murray where he lights up at the beginning of the season, struggles at the end as defenses yeah. and everybody gets more in tune. That's exactly what I think happens.
1: But nonetheless. In quarterback. Yep.
2: Uh-oh. The dogs. Dog. Ooh, let the dogs out. Hold on. Mm, mm, mm. So for this game, I'm going the contrarian view. Uh, the Eagles were favored by seven. Uh, majority of the public's on the Eagles, and it dropped <laughs> to six and a half. Six and a half is like the perfect number for anyone who thinks the Eagles are slam dunk because, oh, they just win by a touchdown. Eagles will win by three to six points, so I'll go Jaguars. Two point seven five units to win two point five. The dogs, the dogs settled down. They know it's not a stranger trying to rob you. All of a sudden, the same person that comes home every night has come home again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going uh, I'm going Jags uh, plus six and a half, uh, just because the line doesn't make any sense. Uh, Eagles should be favored by more. Uh, also, I think the Eagles are fake. I think it's going to be a gross game. I'm going Jags plus 6.5, 2.75, doing 2.5. The last game in the slate,
1: Al, buddy, surprise us with your knowledge. What do you got for this one? <laughs> well, my knowledge is always surprising to everyone. Don't worry. <laughs> I am going for this one with the 2.5 on the under of 48. I... <laughs> My reasoning behind that is, one, I think they're both getting a little overhyped here in the early season, just because you see the, the early records and the early success. And so I think they're both getting a little overhyped. And two, it is supposed to be a rainy kind of crappy day, some slight rain, slight drizzle, which one I think benefits the probably the Eagles a little bit. Yeah, neither of them have bad run games, though. But, yeah, I would, I'd say the that benefits the Eagles a little more so, just the Jalen Hurts ability at quarterback to run and scramble and keep the game like that. But I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored. I think both of them have not stellar defenses, but average to above-average defenses. And I think it's going to be a little bit of a sloppy game there in the rain. So I'm going under a 48. And then I'm just going with two and a half on Jags plus 6.5 as well. And my reasoning for that is I think they're the same kind of tier of team similar to Baylor, Oklahoma State. I think that they, you know, but but a lot of the things I said about both those other teams, they have a lot of talent. They can beat a lot of teams. They can lose to anyone, either one of them. Like they're, neither of them are, championship have won championships yet neither of them have that you know in their back pocket where we've done this we know how to do this we know how to sustain the eaves and flows of a season and so I kind of view them the same and six and a half is a lot of points like I said in the sloppy type game that I'm expecting I don't think enough points are going to be scored to cover that spread I guess is where I'm trying to go with it so I'm I'm going two and a half on plus six and a half or pl- Jags plus six point five as well.
2: Yeah, no, I love that pick. I yeah, I don't respect the Eagles. The Eagles are due for like Jalen Hurts is due for one of those ugly games where like, oh yeah, this is Jalen
0: Hurts.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I just feel like both the both the Jaguars and Eagles are just getting super super overhyped. It's like, guys, we're three games into the season. Like, let's <laughs> let's calm down. Like we we knew these guys could have good games. That's why they got drafted high. You, you know, Trevor Lawrence was first overall pick, making you know makes crazy good throws. Oh my god, I can't believe he made that throw, guys. We were calling him the next Andrew Luck when he before he threw his first college pass. You know? <laughs> like that that was a thing. Why are we acting Ooh. surprised now? Like this dude is talented. We knew this. Can he put it together for a full season and win games? That's what I want to know. Jalen Hurts. We knew this dude could make crazy plays we watched it in college can he make correct decisions when the pressure is on the line that's what he didn't do well in college pressure hasn't been on the line yet in nfl because he hasn't gotten to that point yet so you know i i would like to just pump to get pump the brakes a little bit on these teams trying to jump into that contender category and i'm not saying they're not contenders just not yet no,
2: that's fair 100 100 agree I like I, – I'm definitely more down on Hurts than I am on Lawrence. I think Lawrence has shown a For couple sure. – like, early on, I'm like, dude, this guy looks like he might – you know, I'm not jumping the gun or anything. I'm just like, he looks like he might. But we've said that about a lot of people. And then we find out, uh, you know, there was a one-game spot where I was convinced Drew Locke was probably going to be the best quarterback that's ever, you know, suited up in the NFL. Um, I still I am. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the jury still got absolutely robbed in that trade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking horseshit. Got
2: fleeced, just taken out back. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. (laughs) They gave up the future goat and paid the other guy way
0: too
1: much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you what, Al, it was great. It was great (laughs) having you on. We try to have you on a lot, and there's a reason for it. We enjoy having you on, so thanks for coming on. We appreciate it.
1: It's always a pleasure, man. Love doing it. Absolutely.
0: Any uh, shout outs for your uh, Twitter at all? For people, the people to follow you. Shit.
1: <laughs> uh, if you, yeah, you could follow that Willie Naylor character if you want. He's kind of funny. Oh, I don't even know his at to be honest. Should probably look it up. Fuck it. Follow longalex Alex at Twitter. All, all right. Nothing really worth following. Pretty boring guy.
0: Oh, that's not true, but
1: <laughs>
0: all right, sounds good and to, to wrap up the show. As always, uh, check out our website com. We got articles coming out on the daily from daily lock articles, we got college football articles, NFL, NHL, everywhere in between. We have articles all the time on the website. Uh, be sure to follow me and DJ's Twitter page at Feud Gambling. We have on our every single day we'll have our plays and our units from action. So check that out. Well, our podcast will drop again next Tuesday. We'll have on two guests next time we're planning to. So be sure to uh, give, check that out. And we got a ton of podcasts going to the network and we actually got, forgot to add some here too. So we're going to forget some, unfortunately, but we got the OG podcast, the Mount Lockmore podcast with paste beer us and Pumba cakes. Uh, it hasn't happened in a while, but it, there's, Talks that might happen again. The High and Inside podcast with DJ Alex and JT. Uh, if you're big into soccer, we have the Gabacho Baracho soccer podcast with Corey Adair, Don Thomas Miller, and Dan Angel. They're talking a lot of soccer lately. World Cup is heating up here, so be sure to give that a listen to. We are dominating in college football right now. We have the College Football Central show on YouTube that drops every Wednesday, where we cover eight different games. And we all give upset of the weeks and lock of the week picks. Uh, there's also the Not Another College Football podcast with our man Potato Gobbler and Beast Picks. Uh, if you're big in the UFC, we got the Throwing Bows podcast with BFC and Fade JT. Uh, we have the Securing the Bag podcast with the Parlay King himself, Mr. DG Betts. Um, if you're our premium pick guy, Big Game Hunter has the Cashing Tickets podcast. He went like... 20 and 9, I believe, on its premium picks this weekend. So be sure to give that a listen to very short episode, I think like usually like around 10 minutes every episode. So it's really easy to listen to. And as always, you can follow our specific Twitters. You can follow me on Twitter at Coda Capra Kyle and DJ for 69 episodes. Wrap it up for us, buddy.
2: You can follow me on Twitter at DJ 4422. Thank you for tuning in and check us out next week for another electric episode with two electric guest pickers as we're wrapping it up towards the end of the year contest. Deuces.
1: Nailed it. <laughs>